There are no rules. No rules. You're listening to Degree Free on the Degree Free Network, where we talk about how to teach yourself, get work, and make money. No degree needed. Here are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. Hello, folks, and welcome back to Degree Free. We are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. On this podcast, we share fundamentals we've discovered and the mistakes we've made while self-educating, getting work, building businesses, and making money. We'll tell you how to make it happen. No degree needed. Hey, folks. So we actually write a weekly newsletter, and I promise that you want this newsletter. It has really cool stuff in it, and it's something that Ryan and I work on every week where we find really awesome courses. We find really cool job resources. We find companies that are down-credentialing their job listings and really interesting degree-free news, and then we put it into a newsletter, and we send it out once a week. Now, you should run don't walk over to degreefree.co forward slash sign up if you want to get that newsletter. And I promise that you do. Yeah, right on. And let's get into uh, today's topic. Today, we are going to be talking about how often should you be applying to jobs, even when you already have a job. Now, this is something that is not written in stone, right? But the... I guess the impetus of this entire episode is that like the job market is changing and it's changing quickly. It's real weird right now. Right. And so we went from, you know, pre-COVID, you know, some of the record employment rates, you know, in 50 years or something like that to, you know, fast forward a year later, two years later, whatever it was. And it's like unemployment out of like a seven year high or something. Yeah. In the span of, you know, five minutes, basically. Exactly. And so, and obviously that's for COVID and COVID restrictions and other factors. But the fact of the matter is, is that the job market is just crazy right now. Yeah. And it's also just people moving to different, people moving to different industries and the, and the boomers retiring too. It's just, there's just so many factors that happened all at once. Right. And yeah, we think that Every six to 12 months, you should at least be sending out a few. Yeah. If you're already employed. Right. And it's depending on what industry you're in, right? I mean, some industries are changing more quickly than other industries, right? I mean. Yeah. If you're in tech, you might want to be doing that every two weeks. I don't know. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So if you're in construction and development, license management, maybe every year. Right. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So it really just depends on the changing landscape of the industry that you're in. Right. I mean, if you're in hospitality, right, a lot of places got hammered because of COVID restrictions, because people stopped flying, um, people stopped visiting. But yeah, so that's one of the first things is going to be, you know, depending on your industry. The one thing that I will say too, if you are applying six to 12 months, every six to 12 months, sending out a few, you know, just kind of pick a number, right? Like 10. I think 10 is reasonable, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to be relentless about the applying as if you need it, right? As if you're about to go homeless because, you know, you don't have a job. Right. You, you do have a job. Yeah, just send out 10 to see what the feelers are, right? It's way more pleasant to send out resumes when you are employed than when you are unemployed. I will say that's something there's a very different feeling to doing that. And I think that sometimes you're going to get better results when you apply 
when you know that you don't have to do anything except for apply. You can be a little more objective because you're, you don't need right now. You just kind of want, or maybe you're just curious. And so you can be a lot more selective and a lot more, you can do a lot more research. I think when you already have a job and you're just kind of, and you're just kind of looking, you're kind of browsing. Right. Exactly. And then also it's easier. It's an easier experience because you're already employed and you're already, you're probably already taking care of the bottom line. You're not backed into a corner. Right. So that's, that's also good. Right. One of the things that we do have to remember that just because you're applying to these jobs, you know, you can go through the whole interview process or not interview, whatever. And if you go through the whole interview process and you get an offer, that doesn't mean you have to take it. No. Even if it is better pay or whatever, right? If you don't want, if you like the company you're at and you don't want to take it, you can always say no. You do what you want to do. Right, exactly. And if you don't, and if you like the job that you're currently at right now, and you don't want to apply for uh, any jobs within six to twelve months, and don't do that. Do not. <laughs> right, exactly. And so, but if you do start accepting those offers, one thing that you do have to keep in mind is that it is going to affect your job history, right? So you're going to have a string of places that you worked for for six to twelve months, and then you job somewhere else, mm-hmm. which. In depending on the depending on the industry you're in, it may not really matter. It probably it may not probably doesn't matter. It really depends, right? But that is something to at least have in the back of your mind, and it's something that's important to you. Your job history and and how long you've been at jobs. Okay, well then just take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. But you know, just to kind of concrete this home because of the changing landscape and because it's hard to price what labor is worth now because the market's so crazy. Mm-hmm. We know a friend that received two promotions within the last 15 months, right? And gets paid a substantial amount more, right? And that just comes from doing exactly this, right? He just applied, mm-hmm. right? He was like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna look around. Yep. And he applied and he interviewed and, and he got him. So 15 months ago, he wasn't making nearly as much money as he makes now, right? And good for him for getting out there and doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's it's made the difference too. And I'm sure a lot of it is the fact that he was already employed. So it wasn't that pressure's not on. You can be more, you can be more picky. You can, you can be more nonchalant too, because you're when you're unemployed and you're job hunting, it's hard not to tie in other things about yourself to that process too and get, you know. It, it just, it's hard. It's hard to do that. Whereas if you're already employed and you, your, your basic bills are taken care of, you can eat, you can, you have a roof over your head, you can kind of breathe a little bit and you can be a little more strategic about what you're applying for or a little more selective in that you are interested in this and this, you think you could do it. Yeah. And then also there's got to be something to be said for whether or not right or wrong. And I, I think it's starting to, get better but there's still stigma out there with seeing a resume and you know seeing that person hasn't worked in x amount of months that's going away i feel with covid 
Mm-hmm. Right, because a lot of people now have giant gaps have in their giant gaps in their resume through no fault of their own. Right, exactly. Right through restrictions and shutdowns, or they felt like they weren't safe at work, or whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever They're, it was, whatever whatever it is, there's a lot. stuff. They had to go. They move. They had to move. It right, was just exactly. So much stuff happened. So it's a lot more explainable now. Right, it's a lot more justifiable. Even though you should really people have gaps. Right, exactly, and. But rightly or wrongly, it does still happen. You know, people look at look at you and say, well, why do you have this gap? Like, why are you not employed right now? And some people might see that as a detriment. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Right. If you get somebody who's super worried about that, you're probably not going to work for that company anyway. Exactly. So you, you can't win them all. Yeah. Right. And you didn't want to work for that company anyway. Yeah. So one of the things that's good about sending your resume out kind of with this frequency is that you can see, you can gauge the market, right? See if there's any interest for your skills mm-hmm. and see what you're worth. See if you can get a little bit more, whether that's benefits or different schedule or whatever. But then also it might be helpful to get a reality check too, right? And Yeah. <laughs> and so like... Some people are at companies where they're already doing well. And they've been there a minute. Right. Or maybe they haven't, Mm -hmm. but they're already doing well. And they try to go out to different and try to apply, try to go to different companies or go to different roles. And they're finding, oh, yeah, sure, we'll hire you on. But we're going to pay you, you know, if you were making 100000 there, you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to pay you eighty five here. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. I really like my job. <laughs> exactly. And it could just be a reality, it could be a reality check, right? Or just uh, uh, maybe instead of reality check, it could just be a uh, one of those things where you realize, oh, I just negotiated really well this time. I'm going to keep this deal. That is, that is a very positive. I think so. That is a very positive spin to put on that situation. I think so. Glass half full, babe. That is, <laughs> that is Good. That's I, what I would think to myself. Like, I, oh, I, I must uh, have done a good job. I should think like that more often. Okay. So yes, you could think you could absolutely think about it like that. Whereas this time you've negotiated well. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Or you could think of it as a reality check and think, well, hey, I, I, I got it. I got it great. Right. Pick your poison, folks. Right. All right. So there's a few reasons that you might want to look for a new job uh, and you might want to be sending your resume out to see what you can get on the open market. Uh, Obviously, number one is going to be higher pay. Two is going to be more competitive benefits and benefits is an overarching word. This could mean you want 100 percent of medical covered. This could mean you want a better schedule. This could mean you want more PTO hours. This could mean anything about the benefits, both paid by the company and just intrinsic to the company. Um, this could also just mean you're looking for more career opportunities. Like you, you want to work for a company where they actively promote from within, where they're really aggressive about their education, you know, about their education of their employees, or you just like the trajectory of the company and you want to go into that industry and grow with it. Or number four would be, you just don't like your boss or your coworkers or your team or something about the culture of the company that you're currently at. Those are all valid reasons to want to look and see what else is out there to see what you can find that might suit you better. Then now with the way, as we, as we talked about earlier in this episode, 
the market is really weird right now. It's very strange. And it's one of those, but, but the side effect of it being really strange is that it's also, I feel the most employee empowering job market that we've ever had. Like I feel, I feel like the, like the workers have the most power that they ever have. And, um, especially in certain industries, there's definitely, you definitely have more leverage than you have. And people of our age as well, people in the millennial age bracket have more leverage because there's a bunch of retirees. And so now those jobs need to be filled. Knowing where you stand as far as, you know, where the labor market's at, how you're valued in it because of the fact that you're in the labor market when other people are leaving the labor market, and then understanding where your skills square up with what people need right now is a really, it's a really good thing for you to put feelers out and just see what's going on around you because this might be a closing. We don't know how long this lopsided job market's going to last. So while you can go ahead and feel out what's what's there so yes one of the things i want to talk about to just highlight real fast about the better benefits is that could be you know stuff having to do with like a flexible schedule or uh you know remote work like currently you might not work remotely and you want to work remotely or you work remotely and you don't want to work remotely something like that or if you wanted to have like a four-day work week or something like that right um those are all types of or if you needed more health insurance something like that fringe benefits too Mm -hmm. the list goes on and on but just kind of let your imagination kind of mull over what your current benefits package is whether that's comp or whatever it is valuable to you and see where you can improve Mm -hmm. that's no that's that's great advice because a lot of people don't think about those other things you know, like the, the scheduling is a big one. Um, but now, especially as there is a big push from older companies and larger companies to make their employees go back to work, um, especially tech workers, which is a risky move, I think, right now, because I think that they don't realize that a lot of tech workers are just going to quit and they're going to go somewhere else because they're going to just find somewhere that will that will give them that. So um, if you fall into that demographic, you know, that's a, that's a good thing to keep in mind. If your company is, if you're starting to hear whispers and starting to get nudges to go back into the office and you do not want to go figure out, go figure out what your, what your other options are. Cause you might need to know. Yeah, definitely. And the last thing that we kind of wanted to talk about are just some things that don't really necessarily have to do with putting your resume out there, but more about like the execution of it and how you feel. So a lot of people feel guilty over trying to find a new job while they have a job that they are currently at. And that has quote unquote, like been good to them maybe, or maybe they haven't been good to them, but just because they have it, they feel bad about putting their resume out there and seeing what else is out there. Yeah, that's definitely a very real thing. A lot of people, a lot of people do feel guilty about that. I think, um, to, I think a lot of women really feel guilty about that too. I I know that, I know that that sounds like, uh, that sounds a little sexist, but I, I do think women tend to feel that a little bit more like that pull to stay and, oh, well, they did such and such for you, especially if at some point you were, went on maternity leave or something. That's another one. After you come back, sometimes people might want to find a new job, but they feel like they owe something to the company, even though that was part of their included benefits. 
Yeah, so I guess the key is to basically, it's difficult to just say it, but especially if you're one of these people that like, don't feel guilty. Um, you don't owe the company anything. I mean, in vast majority of the cases, I mean, maybe you do. Unless you really owe the money. I guess. Right, or maybe you owe the money or, or you feel like some other sense of stewardship to stay. Maybe you work at a small company and... Which is fine. And yeah, and this you know, the, the owner or the, the manager really helped you out in a tough spot in life. And okay, that, you know, then we're not talking to you, right? Sure. sure. If, if you if that's where you want to stay, then perfect. Stay there. You know, if you're happy, they're awesome. Yeah. But if you want to see what the market has in store for you or what is out there, yeah, don't feel guilty about it, right? Like, it's just a business transaction. You are providing a service and they are paying you for it. Be as objective as the company would be if they had to downsize, but be proactive. So be as objective as the company if they had to downsize in that if they had to cut you, they would. And you should be as objective as the company in that if you had to leave, you could. Right. I feel like that's a good mentality to have. Like, it doesn't mean that you don't like the company. It doesn't mean you're disloyal. It means that you know what your options are and you are you you know what you could do at any given time. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, the last thing that we want to talk about is going to be like, should we do this kind of stealth or not stealthy? So what I mean by that is like, should you post your resume on job boards, like discuss this with your coworkers, like Post on LinkedIn that you're looking for a new job. Exactly. Those, <laughs> Open to work. <laughs> those types of things. And like, I think the, mo- the most important thing that's going to be the factor here is going to be the company culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like some companies are going to be okay with it, right? Some companies want you to go out there and they want to have you know what you're worth out on the market, right? If you're worth more out there and they can't match it, Go work over there. If you think that you're going to be happier there, go for it. Right? That's fine. Okay. Most companies are not like that. That's going to be a negative ghostwriter. Yeah. If you are in one of those companies, that's awesome. That's great. I hope that you can have all the conversations with your coworkers and your boss about how you have 10 resumes out there and, you know, and you're looking for a job. That's great. Most companies don't like it. No. And I think that this is really, I think the one that really gets people here is uh, that people talk to their coworkers about things that they shouldn't talk to their coworkers about. I think if you were going to tell someone, maybe your boss would be the only one, I would definitely not tell a coworker. That to me seems really unwise. Um, Just because if you're talking and the coworkers talking and you guys are just talking, eventually they're going to talk to someone else and someone else is not going to have that information and you don't know who's going to get that information. And now it just becomes this thing where a lot of people know your business and um, you lose any strategic advantage you may want to have, or you just now don't have your own business being your own business. Now it's everyone's business. So I just feel like keep your, keep your cards close until you need to play them. Yeah, so it's a lesson I learned the hard way because I'm a talker and so, I, I like people, I like to talk to my coworkers. Yeah. So I would say that as a default, we're gonna want to keep this as discreet as possible. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, you know maybe maybe 
you know, during this time, you're definitely going to be updating your LinkedIn, right? You're going to make sure you're going to make sure that it's has the keywords that you need it to have and it has the current uh, jobs and responsibilities that you're currently doing all that. And that's all regular things to be doing. Right. And, and maybe you don't want to just click that on looking you know, actively looking for work. Right. Okay. Maybe, maybe you do. It's up to you. But yeah, talking to the coworkers, I'm not, I don't know about how I feel about that either. Right. Or like one of the things too is like, asking you're asking for your current boss or your current coworkers to be references right like i think generally speaking if you haven't told them definitely don't put them on as references no right just like, be considerate of them too because they're going to get very they're going to be very surprised by that yeah exactly yeah and be like, Wait. Rude. yeah exactly it's like saying an uninvited guest over to knock on someone's door right so you know, you can put the job, you can put the references for your last job on there, right? That you, you know, that you left already. All right. So I have a, I have a theoretical question. So let's say you are on a call with you. Let's say you work remotely and you're on a call with your boss and they say, I have a friend who works as a recruiter at X company and they have your application in, they just received your application and that's all they say. What do you do? Well, that's super specific. Like if they're like, yeah, you just like I have a friend at Acme Corp. Or and... or they, they saw on your LinkedIn that you apply that you apply for something, something like that. Right. But but I'm just saying, like, if, if it happened to that question, like if they said I have a forever friend that's a recruiter at Acme Corporation. That just got your that resume. just got your resume and you did just put your resume through to Acme Corporation, then like you really don't have a alternative, right? Like it's just come clean. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like the jig's up. You know, it's like, all right, if it's something softer, if it's like, you know, oh, I heard you're throwing your resumes out. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the jig's still up, right? I mean, what is the goal of this conversation that this manager or this coworker is trying to get out of you, right? I mean, what's, what's the point of this? Mm -hmm. And at, at that point, if they, they obviously care whether or not, you, this is fact or fiction right? at that point I would just I'd be like yeah I'm I'm throwing it out there I'm not sure if I'm leaving I just wanted to see what else is out there okay I think I think along those lines that's that's what I would say I would say I I apply regularly for other jobs to know what my value is on the market yeah exactly and make it a standard matter of practice and if you wanted to go a step further you could say yeah I send out three to four resumes a month uh, so that I know what my value is on the market. Do you do that? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> do you want help? <laughs> right, exactly. You know, and and not in a not in any kind of way, but just just not only go. Yeah, of course I did. Um, you know, I like what you said there about like this is standardizing it because then it's just like a thing. It, it, eventually, it'll just become a thing that you do. Right. Assuming that they don't fire you. Right. For doing that. They are not going <laughs> to... I seriously doubt that. If you had somebody that fired you for doing that, you should probably be leaving anyway. Right. You don't want to work there anyway. <laughs> well, People that's are it. crazy. Yeah. You can inform the current company that you're working for about the job hunt when you've secured an offer that you're going to take. Mm -hmm. Right? Or that you are like... Then you secured an offer. And they might match it. Right? Like, they might match it. They'd be yeah. like, oh... I'd be really careful doing that intentionally. If you're trying to play chess with the company, it, I, I would be very careful going out to get an offer that you have no intention of following through with or that you don't actually want to take 
and then taking it back to your company in an effort to make more money. Because I think that you may, you may get your way the first time. Uh, but I think you lose a lot of leverage in other ways. That's my opinion. So yeah, that's pretty much the episode. As far as how often you should be applying, just pick a number. 10 is a nice round number. Every six to 12 months, try to send out 10 resumes, send out 10 applications, just see what you get back, right? The job market is crazy right now and it's ever changing. It's good to see what you're worth. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely would recommend doing that just so you always know where you stand. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. If you guys like this episode, please subscribe. If you guys want to help out the podcast, the best way that you can do that is by leaving us an honest review anywhere you get your podcast. Oh, and uh, before you leave, if you want to get more information about degree free, and by that, I mean degree free job ideas, companies that are down credentialing their listings, tips, resources, courses that Ryan and I have found helpful, then you're going to want to run over to degreefree.co forward slash sign up and you will get our free newsletter delivered to your inbox once a week. Yeah. And that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, Until next time. Aloha.